Well, if it wasn't the Scott Harris era before Friday, it certainly is on and after Friday. The non-tender deadline has come and gone, and this team is already looking way different. We're going to talk about it today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday. Today is actually Friday, November 18th, 2022. I usually don't record on the day that I say. Right, I record the night before, so you guys have it in the morning. And uh, so, yeah, it's weird for me to look at the date and be like, oh, that's actually what day it is. Thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm recording this on a Friday night uh, after the non-tender deadline has passed. Oh, what a day. What a day. Uh, It really seems like this is a completely new era of Tigers baseball. And I think that that's abundantly clear. I think that that's super obvious. But every one of these deadlines that comes and goes, it just gets more and more obvious and more and more apparent. We are in a new era. This is a new regime. And this team in 2023 will not resemble the team of 2022 as far as the players that are on the roster. And hopefully in level of play, therefore. But it's going to be different. And wow. I, my head is going a million miles an hour. This is uh, this is this is wild to me. I, I didn't think I'd actually be having this conversation exactly like this exact one. Willie, Jamer, Harold, all gone. I didn't think that that would happen. Now, if you go and if you're an everyday listener and whatnot, and and you listen to all the deep dives, you know that for. Those players, I gave everybody a percent chance of being on the team. And none of them were above 40%, I don't think. I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So, like, memory's a a, a little tough. But I'm pretty sure I gave Jamer, like, a 30 or a 35. And then the other two around a 30 or even less. Like, I I mean, this was, was something... First and foremost, I agree with the decision. I agree with all of this. We are trying to compare ourselves to the good teams in the game of baseball. We need to stop comparing ourselves to ourselves. Right? The lot. Some people got really upset about the, the, the Castros leaving one or the other, both of them, whatnot, whatever. Um, there wasn't too much backlash on Jamer, to be honest. Um, this, this is all the right thing to do. Again, 
we need to stop comparing ourselves to ourselves. We need to stop comparing the Detroit Tigers roster and the players on the Detroit Tigers roster to last year's Detroit Tigers team. Or, honestly, the present Detroit Tigers team. We need to look at the best teams in the game of baseball and go, how can we get closer to that? How do we get closer to the Dodgers? How do we get closer to the Astros? No, it's not going to happen just this offseason. I'm not blind. I'm not that dumb. I, I understand that. And I understand getting rid of Harold and Willie doesn't immediately make the Detroit Tigers the Houston Astros. I'm all well aware of that. So you can, you can save your fingers and not type out a comment like that. But this is a slow process that requires a lot of steps. And this is undeniably, in my eyes, one of those steps. The 40-man roster currently sits, at the time of this recording, at 38. They non-tendered three players. They picked up a waiver claim. We'll talk about that guy later. You have two open spots to bring in free agents, trades, whatever. Bring in outside talent. You have two open 40-man roster spots. And then after that, you're going to have to get rid of more players on the 40-man, whether they are waiver claims that you've added or whether they are players that played for the Detroit Tigers last year. Zach Short is still a Detroit Tiger, which is, I mean, honestly, nothing short of a miracle in my eyes. Props, you know, kudos. Big, big up Zach Short for making it, but I, I certainly did not make expect him to make it through all the deadlines and all the rounds of cuts and whatnot. Uh, Cody Clemens, I think, is a candidate in that conversation as well for if we add enough outside talent, could be somebody that's just on the outside looking in and has to get moved off the 40. More change is still coming. <laughs> this is the last deadline of the offseason. That does not mean that this is the these 38 guys are all just guaranteed going to be on the team in the spring. More change is absolutely coming. More turnover is 100% going to happen. They got to come to a decision on Jonathan Scope. They need a third baseman now. They need utility infielders, maybe. I don't know. We'll talk about that later because there's some waiver claims that that uh, Scott Harris has made that might be in the mix for that as well or some you know Ryan Kreidler types. But this is what you have to do. You have to turn over a roster – this team hasn't sniffed a 500 record since 2016. Last year is the closest they got. They got 77 wins in 2021. That's the closest they got. Besides that, it is all mid-90s and higher losses for the last six years. We have to stop just pretending like eventually players will get better. Or, oh, well, if you compare him to other players on the Tigers, he's good. That's not a compliment. This team has been terrible for over half a decade. We need to stop comparing players to other players on the Tigers. Compare them to the best teams in baseball. Okay, so that's my response, I guess. It was a weird tangent, I'm sorry. But that that's, I guess, my response to 
just the 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 outcry and it's not from the entire fan base and i'm not trying to make it sound like there's like a, a majority of people are like super upset about the the moves that happened on friday or anything like that but they that there is a a healthy amount i'm sure people will will make their voices heard in the comments of this or or on twitter or whatever all i'm saying is I agree with what happened today wholeheartedly. Let's keep talking about it. Okay. Let's start with the players that will not be coming back. I want to talk about the players that are tendered to, because I think that it's important to, to talk about why certain players came back versus why certain players didn't. Um, Harold Castro. Okay. In, again, important to note, Harold Castro's career war is negative one career. That's across five different seasons he's played. And he only played in six games in 2018, I guess. So if you really want to say that's across four MLB seasons, he's only had a positive war in one season. And it was 2020, where in 22 games played, it is 0.4 war. 2019, he was negative 0.4. 2021, he was negative 0.6. And 2022, he was negative 0.4. He hits for a good average. He hits a lot of singles. That's the beginning and end of the conversation of Harold Castro. And like the immediate value he provides. That is value. Absolutely and undeniably. Yes, there is value in in a batting average for as much as I think it's not like the best stat in the world anymore. Getting hits is the name of the game. That's how you win. Absolutely. He doesn't walk ever. He doesn't hit extra base hits ever. And he plays multiple positions defensively, but he doesn't actually play any of them well. Not a priority. Not a priority this offseason, clearly, as he is no longer with the organization. Okay? So he's a free agent effective immediately. Immediately. Man, hitting Harold. Hitting Harold. That's crazy, ain't it? Like this, these three players specifically, honestly, have really, I mean, whether it's like memes on the internet or like weird niche fan bases or what, have really become some fan favorites at times and have provided a lot of. Well, I don't know uh, how much a lot is, relatively speaking. But these are players that have provided some joy at times in a six-year stretch where there has been very little. And have had their moments, and have had their walk-offs, and have had their big home runs. And it's just wild to see this era really here. Both Castros, Victor Reyes, Jamer Candelario, gone. It's one of those things where it's just surreal. Like, I, I, I almost never thought I'd see the day. Like, that's what I want to say. Like, I, I really, I never thought. I know that I just kind of derailed myself from talking about Harold. But, like, I truly enjoyed watching these guys at times. <laughs> I, I, I was frustrated by 
by them on the field at times, absolutely, and probably more times than not. But who didn't have fun with Hitton Harold this season? And the aura around him being just Hitton Harold and hitting a big go-ahead home run in Tampa and, and having several walk-offs in his Tiger career and being the guy that got like locally famous just by hitting singles and doing literally nothing else productive on a baseball field. Like there there's, it's the right decision. I agree with all these moves wholeheartedly. This is what I would have done, but that doesn't mean that the fan in me is not like, dang, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss him in a weird way. I'm, I, I am. And it's a, it's a weird line to walk, but I like, it's wild to think that we have seen the last game Willie Castro and Harold Castro will ever suit up in an old English D. It's just for the last three or four years. It's, it's, it's been a roller coaster. I'm just kind of word vomiting right now. I'm sorry, but, but golly. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. Okay. But first, got to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends of every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, esports. We've got it all covered at BetOnline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody. Segment two, Locked on Tigers. Um, okay, so it, it's I'm probably still going to ramble about the, these three players really being gone at the end at some point, but let's let's get through this. So Harold, again, high average. I think he'll find himself in an organization still. Um, I don't know whether that's going to be on a 40-man or in a major league roster, but I think Harold will find a job somewhere in this winter. Willie Castro across four seasons. He has played in a part in four separate major league seasons has a positive 1.6 war. Good teams like utility players will put up 1.6 or higher war in a single season. Like that's like a solid utility, like depth player. I'm really just trying to magnify like like all the people like, oh, we don't have any utility infielders now. Like, oh my goodness, how could he have done this? The offseason is like a week and a half, two weeks old. We will certainly go out and add more talent. This is not the opening day roster. This is not even close to the opening day roster still. We've been saying that for two weeks now, three weeks, a month, whatever. All right. Uh, Willie has tools. That's undeniable. And I think that's something that I want to make very clear. He is an athlete. He is very athletic. He's very fast. And he's a good base runner. I think, and look, even in the batter's box, for as much frustration as a lot of people had with him hitting Every year almost, he has a couple of balls that he has a crazy high exit velocity of, right? Like max exit velo. We talked about this on his deep dive as well, where like he has the tools, like athlete, hit the ball really hard. 
He has these intangible tools. It's just there is no semblance of consistency from a game-to-game basis. And part of that is because he swings at literally everything. Uh, 3.8% walk rate this season, and that's almost a full percent down from his career sub-5, 4.7% walk rate. Just does not draw walks. Um, Again, they've really honestly have been just trying to find out where to hide him defensively. Like if we're being completely honest, that's what's been happening for the last four years. And when your OPS is in the 600s on top of that, the need to try and find a place to hide you defensively becomes lesser and lesser because you're just not going to play in the lineup. He had 0.7 war this season in 112 games played, was exactly a zero-win player in in 2021 in 125 games played. Uh, The only big plus season, he was a negative-win player in 2019. The only big win season he had was in 2020 when he was a down-ballot rookie of the year, like, you know, got like fifth and sixth-place votes for rookie of the year, had a 1.2-win season. Had amazing offensive numbers, but they were only in 36 games. And he has the highest BABIP I've literally ever seen in my life. He had a 448 BABIP. Batting average of balls in play. Okay, usually the number for like baseball, the average for the league is a little under 300. His was 448. That means everything was falling. <laughs> um. And again, defensively, when he was playing shortstop, when he first came up, some unbelievable lows lows when it came to the defensive metrics and how negative they really got at times when he was a pure shortstop. So that you knew wasn't a long-term option. And so they tried to move him around the infield, tried to get him to play second base a little bit, and then tried to put him in the outfield. And to his credit, in right field this year, he was a positive defender, still a minus defender in center field, but was a slight plus defender in, in right field. But it's just it, – it's not worth it with the offense that he was putting up on a consistent basis. 241 average, 284 on base percentage, and a 367 slug. His slugging percentage was worse than Harold Castro's. Not only is that worse than Harold Castro's in 2022, that is worse than Harold Castro's career slugging percentage. And also never walked. It's just, it's time to move on. And somebody else would certainly take a flyer on him. Again, I don't know if it's a, if it's going to be on a major league deal or on a 40-man roster or whatever. But he'll find where he's only going to be 26 next year. He'll find work somewhere as well. Let's get to Jamer. You know... Jamer, what a what a career, man! Um, what a roller coaster it's been. Hey, eh? it's you know when the trade first happened with the Cubs when we first got him, and that's still I, I don't care. That's still uh, uh the Tigers still won that trade. Isak Paredes turned into Austin Meadows, so now it's really just in 2023. It's just going to be Alex Avila and Justin Wilson for. Austin Meadows, I guess. But that's still a trade you make 10 times out of 10. Um, Back in the day, you used to watch the Tigers. Really, for me personally, I was only watching 
or intently watching, I should say, for the Jamer Candelario at-bats in like 2017, 2018, 2019. Those were terrible baseball teams. Horrible. And the only glimmer of hope we had in those eras, the only, especially once, you know, Matt Boyd and Michael Fulmer started getting hurt a lot, like the only glimmer of hope we had and on a game-to-game basis was, well, let's see if Jamer does something because he's going to be here when this team turns it around. He's still young. He was the top prospect in that trade. He's been the guy that that we've been building this infield around. He was the guy that was only, what, 23 years old when he debuted for us. That was supposed to be the third baseman of the future. Jamer Candelario, that was the answer. And honestly, I mean, offensively just really struggled. In 2017, he tore the cover off the ball in the second half of 2017 with us. Then 2018, struggled at the plate. 2019, really struggled at the plate. Was almost a negative war player in 2019. Then 2020 happens. He gets off to a really slow start. People are like, oh, this might be the end of the Jamer Candelario experience. That might be it. And then the rest of the season, 52 games played, but the rest of the season, he was unstoppable and carried a lot of momentum into 2021, tied for the league lead in doubles in 2021, had a great season, put up a four-win season in 2021. And then this season was a negative 0.1 war player. Was not very good defensively. Was negative value defensively. And walk rate plummeted. And the offense just wasn't there. He couldn't hit four-seam fastballs. Nobody on this team could. But he's part of the team. And he's part of everybody. It was a really frustrating season and certainly a frustrating end to the Jamer Candelario era. Um, It would not be the most shocking thing in the world to me if he went somewhere else and hit decently well. But he has one year of control left. And I think the decision was, do we bring him back and try and quote unquote fix him at the plate? Or are we pretty sure even if we do quote-unquote fix him at the plate, after next season he's going to be 30? And are we really going to give him a long-term contract even if he does hit decently well in 2023? Are we really going to lock him up long-term even if at 30 years old with the current age and, and status of this team as it stands? I think the answer was probably not. So they probably gave him a really low ball offer of a one-year deal. And he said, I'll just take my luck, test my luck in free agency. And here we are. The end of the Jamer Candelario era. Who's going to play third base? That's a great question, eh? That's a funny one. All right. Let's talk about uh, the players that stuck around, the waiver claims, and just what this means for the current status of the roster. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Simply Safe. Did you know 
that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? Well, now you do. And that's why our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and a greater peace of mind this holiday season. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture official evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can prioritize your police response. It's awesome. They uh, Simply Safe is a whole home security system. They have sensors in every room, HD security camera. Uh, they have hazard sensors that detect fires, floods. They protect your home all around and in every single way you can possibly imagine. With the top rated Simply Safe app, you can stay connected and control and in control of your entire system all day, every day, anytime, anywhere. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. You can get 50% off of the entire system. That's crazy to me. Uh, off your new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Uh, so I, I want to start with what is the plan now? Okay, third base is obviously like a massive priority all of a sudden. Right. Uh, we, we just don't really have a third baseman. That's where it stands right now. There isn't one. Ryan Kreidler is certainly going to get his hat thrown in the ring, I guess. But um, Ryan Kreidler has not shown the offensive consistency. And especially not the offensive numbers at the major league level, even close to to justify you just rolling into 2023 going, yep, Ryan Kreider, everyday third baseman, book it. We're not even close to there yet. And he might be that bet, be that down the road. I'm not saying that he can't turn into that. But on November 18th, there is no way you're convincing me that that is the plan at the present moment. So they're going to go out and, and they're going to look. Uh, Colt Keith, who I think is one of the best prospects in the organization and one of the most underrated prospects in the game of baseball – He's not ready for major league talent yet either. Uh, he might be more of a, like, if you only sign a third baseman to like a one-year deal, two-year deal, he might be like the predecessor to whoever's next. Uh, but he's not in the cards either. So you need to go out, outside talent, bring in a third baseman. That's first and foremost now. And outside of Brandon Drury, the third base market is not exactly gorgeous. Okay, it gets really thin really quickly, the free agent market at third. Um, but we all know that trades happen. We all know there's multiple ways of getting talent on this roster. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But third base instantly becomes a massive priority. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up, let's go over the infielders that are currently on the 40-man roster. Okay, even after today. This is what it looks like. Javi Baez, Miguel Cabrera. Cody Clemens, Andy Abanez, one of the waiver claims from last week, Ryan Kreidler, Andre Lipschius, Winsteel Perez, Jonathan Scope, Zach Short, Spencer Torkelson. You just got rid of 
a negative one career war utility player and a career what 1.4 1.6 was that willie's career war Car- utility player 1.6 career there you go f war utility player those 10 infielders well, if you look at a year-to-year basis Willie, 0.7, 0, 1.2, negative 0.2. Harold, uh, we already talked about it. A lot of negatives uh, for season-by-season war for Harold. I don't think it's ridiculous because that that was like the first thing that I saw. People were like, oh, now we don't have any utility players. We have 10 infielders on the roster. If you don't include Miguel Cabrera, that's fine. You have nine infielders on the 40-man roster. And the two players you gave up combined this season combined were 0.3 f4 i think it's not ridiculous to go out and even if you don't think any of those nine players can be a uh a whatever utility player etc i don't think it's that ridiculous to think that they can go out and find two players even if you want still two you know to replace both of them individually, two players that can bind for 0.3 F4. Okay, I promise it's possible. I promise. All right, cool. So let's talk about the players that were brought back as well, because I think that that's important. So uh, Joe Jimenez will be brought back. Jose Cisnero, Ronnie Garcia, Austin Meadows, and Gregory Soto. Uh, They also already reached a one-year deal with Tyler Alexander. He was arbitration eligible, and they decided to go uh, and just get that deal done already. So that's already done with, which is great. So those players are all coming back. I think all of those make sense. We talked about, I I was a little wary of Tyler Alexander. I was uh, leaning toward him not coming back, but wouldn't have been shocked if he did. He will come back. Again, dominate the strike zone. Wasn't the most effective pitcher, but also doesn't walk players. So it, it makes sense to me that that would be someone that Scott Harris wouldn't be actively, you know, like, oh, we need to get rid of this guy. Uh, Joe Jimenez, phenomenal season. Jose Cisnero, makes sense to bring him back because for two years he was like your best reliever, to be honest. So uh, injury year, we'll see. It might be a shorter leash next season, but Kim coming back is not surprising. Ronnie Garcia, a little surprising. Not like, jaw-dropping but a little surprising to me uh so you know what he he showed strides he showed in my opinion i think his stuff looks better this season than it ever has in a tigers uniform former rule five pick that's now about to embark on what year three of being in the organization i mean like props kudos man another rule five success story no matter what heights he ends up reaching um so he'll be back And then Austin Meadows already also in the middle of this recording, actually uh, one year deal solidified with the Detroit Tigers. So he will be back and avoid arbitration with that one year deal. And then Gregory Soto, look, it's, I said this in his deep dive. It is so preposterous that people are like, Oh, I can't believe they brought back Gregory Soto. You that's so ridiculous. I look, and you can go listen to my deep dive. And I say not the closer of the future. Very frustrating. If the right offer comes along, go ahead and pull the trigger and trade them. That's all fine. 
but non-tender. He had like a 3-2-something ERA this year. Non-tender. He has one of the highest save percentages of any Tigers reliever in the 21st century. Non-tender, that's preposterous. He's a lefty that throws 100 with movement. Not non-tendering him. (laughs) Some of y'all are ridiculous. Um, Okay, so those are all the players coming back. Boom, boom. Only other player uh, I want to talk about is the newest addition to the 40-man roster, and that is Bly Madris. Great name. Another fantastic name. Steel Walker, too. Uh, Bly Madris is on the 40-man roster. He is a lefty outfielder that also has played first base. Look, he's going to be one of the players that – this is what like good front offices do. And I know some of you are looking around like, why the heck are we picking up all these players on waivers? You've already seen like three of them haven't even made it to the 40-man roster or gotten put up, taken off the 40-man since they got picked up last week or two weeks ago, right? Good front offices, the bottom of their roster is always churning, always. And you're trying to find players that stick. You're trying to find good talent that sticks. You are always turning over the bottom part of your roster. Always. It's what all good teams do. Okay? So, th- that this is a good thing. And there's no guarantee that Bly here is going to be on the 40-man roster in two weeks from now. Nonetheless, on opening day or even when spring training starts. Okay? But... These are these. This is what front offices that are active and proactive and know what they're doing do. Okay, uh, this season in Pittsburgh, he played in 40 games, over 100 at bats. Uh, was pretty dreadful at the plate, a 5.09 OPS, a 177 batting average, nothing there. But in AAA this season, had a let me find it here, uh, 8.77 OPS in AAA. In 334 at bats, almost a 300 average, over a slugging percentage over 500. Um, so, look, again, there's no guarantee this dude's going to be on the team tomorrow. Nonetheless, weeks, months from now, start of the season. Um, but and we, like we need a righty outfielder pretty badly, so it's kind of funny to me that like, oh, we're going to take a chance on this dude. But he also plays first base, and I think that that is something that we're also going to add this off season. And we can talk about this more in depth. Maybe we'll do, you know, targeted players or something next week, but uh, it's important to note that like the tigers will not do what they did last year. Again, at first base, Spencer Torgelson is going to get every opportunity under the sun to live up to his draft status and to be the everyday starting first baseman on this baseball team. Do not get me, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. However, there's no way they walk into 2023 without a plan B because this year they didn't. And look what happened. There's no way they make that same mistake twice. Okay. So something to look out for as well that I think that has to do with why they claimed him, uh, claimed Bly Madrid, such a great name uh, in today. Right. And, and added him corner outfield as well as first base. Okay. That's everything. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Uh, for your next listen, check on the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. One last time, um, 
it's been a heck of a ride with all three of those players. It really has. Um, Jamer, like I said, formerly viewed at as the, as the future of the third base position for this team and was going to be the third baseman when they were Tigers were good again. Um, wish him nothing but the best. He'll find work. And honestly, it wouldn't even be shocking to me, like I said earlier, if he turned around and put together a, a pretty decent season next year. But I still think it's the right thing to do just with timeline and most recent season and and all that. I think you kind of want to get a head start on who your next third baseman is going to be and not try and really pour even more energy on on fixing a swing or whatnot on a player that only has one year of control left anyway. Uh, as far as the Castros go, you know, t- certainly two of the most memeable players in the history of the Detroit Tigers. Um have created very niche fan bases for themselves. I, I I respect the heck out of them. I really do. And it, it's so crazy that this conversation is being had and, and that they're really, they're really not a part of the organization anymore. Um, wish them nothing but the best. Hope that they find work and, and can be on rosters and, uh, for Harold, just keep hitting singles and being the mad and keep it being hit and Harold. And for Willie, maybe take keep developing and, and turn into what he was once thought to be able to be. But um, it, it's, it's certainly a, a new era. It is absolutely a new era. So thank you to those three players for what they have done with the Tigers. I, I, I don't want to hear, oh, like – it wasn't a lot or whatever. Ha ha. I don't care. They, they suited up for my favorite baseball team for years. So thank you to them. Uh, I still fully agree with this decision. And the Scott Aris Hera is absolutely here. Loud, proud, loud and in charge. Scott Harris runs this baseball team now, and he is not afraid to make moves. And that's really exciting. Now you will see probably a lot of free agent rumor mill heat up a lot. Maybe some trades happen, winter meetings in early December. The next month, you're probably going to start seeing some more and more moves. So we'll be covering it all here. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.